is what we do. We bait you with humor, and then you come in. <laughs> Get wrecked. You're, you're not supposed to spill the beans like that. <laughs> the secret sauce is out. I mean, my little heart is just so warm after I hear <laughs> the 80s hairband Beatitudes. We are back <laughs> with you today. My name is Jeff Shufflebein. I'm joined by co-host Nick Besner. What's going on, everybody? And Paul Colker. Hello. All right. And we actually have our guest back in studio for the bonus, Father Ken Geraci. You got it. What do you think of that opening theme song? Uh, it's remarkable. <laughs> there are so many remarks we can make about it. <laughs> it's <laughs> the most noncommittal. <laughs> That's great. You wait. <laughs> it's something it I need to speak remarkable. to my spiritual director about. I want to. I want to pray through my response before I <laughs> answer. Keep it in the internal forum. That's <laughs> Father, you're going to be on a, a parish retreat somewhere, and you're going to have what yeah. we've all experienced already, which is. A three to ten year old kid walk up and say, Beatitudes. <laughs> oh, this is what I'm known for. <laughs> this is it. This is it. This is my now I've arrived. Your cross to bear. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it selects you. So um we're back. I'm, I'm laughing so hard. The Beatitudes is a show for Christian men seeking authentic fraternity. Hopefully you can feel that in this room because Father, there's a lot going on in this room right there's now. There's a lot going on. That was big. That last segment was I, huge. Yeah, if you have not watched the first episode with yeah. Father Ken Geraci, um, I think that you would see deep into your own walk with uh, healing, with prayer, with the journey God has you on, and with how much you are loved, period. So well, please go back and, and... And with discernment, right? He talked a lot oh, about totally. discernment for, for the... Men out there, well, for both, for men and women, but uh, but specifically about the call to priesthood we heard about, and uh, and we learned a, a healthy uh, trick for the, the women who want to let a guy down easy and also build up the church <laughs> is just say, are you sure you're not called to be a priest? Yeah, that's not, that's not like <laughs> a... I, date. I was on a date when I realized I was supposed to be a priest. She literally elbows me and said, hey, are you sure you're not supposed to be a priest? So <laughs> let, let him down easy. Let him down easy. I'm not joking. I don't think this, this is working out. That's a new one. Yeah. It's not it's, it's, it's not, not you, you it's, it's the me. church. Yeah. No, it's not you, it's him. Yeah, it's, it's the priesthood. It's, I just it's the guy on the cross. I just can't commit to you when I just see you in a Roman collar. It just, <laughs> just disrupts our vibe. We had an incredible journey in the last show talking about healing and being loved and and understanding what that is. But you talked about kind of two pieces to this. You talked about gifts that you have in healing around forgiveness issues and then gifts of healing that are, you know, emotional, spiritual, or physical. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about the correlation if there is one or connection between the forgiveness piece of that and then the healing piece of that? Yeah, the forgiveness piece is absolutely huge because it's, it's what Christ came to do. He came to forgive us. Mm. And if this is another reason, this is a personal reason, you know, this is a mission cross. We talked about this. And we wear this in preaching, but for, for, the, for those uh, on audio only, it's a it's a crucifix about seven or eight inches hanging on Father's chest. It's it can block most bullets. <laughs> yes, it's it incredible. It is, it is my body armor, <laughs> physical and spiritual. Yeah, quite quite literally. So so when we we talk about this crucifix, like people ask why I wear it, and my internal response that I've now verbalized is, I wear this to remind me what I did to Jesus. So when I look at the crucifix. I say, that's on me. Oh, man. I did that. So, and then he forgave me, right? He forgave me for what I did to him. And so now when we look at what others have done to us, we need to follow in those footsteps to forgive other people for what they've done to us. 
and that that is an amazing piece when you look at psychologically what happens when we have unforgiveness wrapped up in ourselves it creates a tension it creates this toxicity uh, so we we liken unforgiveness in a person's soul and emotions as a toxin right a corrosive an acid and what we know about an acid of corrosive, if this is filled and I bump into something and I spill it on your shirt, it's going to ruin it, right? Mm -hmm. It ruins whatever you spill it on. But also we know that ultimately the corrosive or acid will destroy the container that it's in. Mm. Oh. Even your limited edition Beatitude tea. <laughs> um, so, so a corrosive or acid will destroy the container that it's in. And there are souls the container. Yeah. So when you empty out that, that corrosive, that toxin, you release that out. And for a Christian, I don't know for a secular, secular just gets emptied. But for a Christian, when you release it, you let it go, you give it up, then you're filled with grace. Mm -hmm. People confuse a feeling in association with forgiving someone else. Forgiveness is a legal choice. You choose to forgive. Mm. And so we make that de decision to choose to forgive. And, and on top of this, forgiveness does not make what someone else did okay. Mm, yeah. It does not make what they did okay at all. It's just us going to God and saying, Lord, I don't want you to hold that against them at their final judgment. Wow. Yeah. You think about when you have um, family baggage, family struggles. I watched some video and the point that it made was you should care more about this person's soul in hell than you ever care about the hurt that you're carrying or what happened or the the offense or what the fill in the blank like I care more about spending eternity in heaven with you than I care that this isn't fun for me or this hurt my feelings or I t completely disagree with the way you're living right I need to love you through this right yeah yeah and it's and it's getting beyond ourselves and recognizing that that despite the hurt, despite what they did, God can bring good out of it. God can bring amazing things out of that woundedness. And all we have to do is look at the lives of the saints yeah. to see that played out. And, you know, and I, some of you have endured horrible things. And I'm not saying this lightly. When I say choosing to forgive can heal you. <laughs> By choosing to forgive, you empty that. You give it to God. Your pain is now united with Christ. So you can either keep it to yourself and be miserable or give it to Jesus and be united with him, and it becomes powerful and salvific. That's the opportunity we have as Christians to do something with the hurts that people have heaped upon us. Mel Gibson took this amazing artistic liberty, uh, artistic license in The Passion of the Christ, as they are nailing his hands and his feet in, Gibson has Jesus crying out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In the midst of the act. Yeah, not when he's already not, up on, as you, as you think about it in your brain all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Mm. Yeah. And in the midst of the act, right? And in, in where, so my gift of healing through forgiveness came from a woman uh, who came to me one time. So they teach us all these clever things in seminary. It's a decision, not a feeling. It's an acid, a corrosive, right? Yeah, all these clever things. This woman came up to me, delightful, just beautiful countenance, beautiful smile. Father, could I speak with you? I just, I'm having some time. For, I don't know if I've forgiven this person. So I'm like, man, sit down. I'm like one year ordained. I'm like, I'm loaded. This. I'm like, I got this. Come on, come on, you know, lay it on me. And she goes, 
and she looked at me and she said, I can't forgive the man that murdered my daughter. And as she said that, her countenance changed. It happened years back, but it was as if she had just received the news. And the weight was crushing in the room. It was, I was overwhelmed. And if she was not between me and the door, I might have excused myself. But there was a crucifix on the wall, and I gazed at the crucifix, and I'm like, Lord, what do I say? What do I do? I have nothing. And I heard interiorly the easiest way to forgive or to say these words. Can I just hijack the rest of the show? <laughs> yeah. Please. So before I tell you what those words are, I want to ask you, I want to ask you, and I can probably tell you who's at the top of your list. Who do you need to forgive? So let's just take a moment and call to mind everyone that we need to forgive. Yeah. All the hurt, all the things that have been said, those who are actively hammering those nails into your cross. As you're saying this to me, there's obviously people outside of this room that are coming to mind. But I also know that when I get mad at those people, when I feel retaliatory, then I start to have guilt about my reactions. So I start to harbor like a resentment against myself when I do that. Right. So there's a, there's a me in this forgiveness, not just a them. Yeah. And uh, that's one of those things that, Every time I've ever had that grace, and even when you were just talking at the beginning of the show, I was feeling that air let out, or that levity let out, and I was starting with the external, forgiving the external people, but I could feel what it was doing to me, the, the internal forgiveness. Yeah, and maybe, as we all know, sometimes the hardest person to forgive is ourselves. Oh, yeah, it's a lot easier to forgive somebody else. Yeah, so I'd like to lead all of us in the perfect forgiveness right now. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to... See Jesus hanging on the cross with the evil thief off to his left saying, hey, if you're truly God, get down, get us down. And then I want you to see the good thief on the right. Today, I want you to see yourself as a good thief. You're hanging there next to Jesus. And you rebuke that evil thief saying, this man is innocent. Lord, we deserve our punishment. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus looks at you and says, child, Today you are with me in paradise. What did our Lord have me say to that woman? Jesus said the easiest way to forgive are to say my words as I hung upon the cross. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So as you're on your cross, I want you to look down from your cross, and I want you to see everyone who has hurt you, big or small. When I told that to the woman, she said, Father, they knew what they were doing. They intentionally hurt my daughter. They did horrible things to her. And so they did to Jesus. At the foot of the cross are the chief priests who conspired for two and a half years, three years to have him crucified, have him killed. The executioner himself who drove the nails into his hands and feet. And then everyone else who was walking by. They knew what they were doing. And so if Jesus said that about them, how much more is it true about the people in our life? And so I want you to see everyone who has hurt you, big or small, standing at the foot of the cross, and then I want your eyes to unite with Christ. And as he looks up in the heaven and cries out, Abba, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I want you to join him in that prayer. So at the invocation, let us pray. Just say aloud, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Together, let us pray. Father, Father forgive, forgive them, them, for they, they know, know not what, what they, they do. do. Now moving into the depths of your emotional heart, together, let us pray, Father, forgive them, 
they know not what they they do. do. And now from the very depths of our soul, together, let us pray. Father, Father, forgive forgive them, them, for they they know know not what what they they do. do. And I want you to keep your eyes closed. I want you to imagine these people kneeling before God for their final judgment as he's going through all of the sins of their life with the judgment and consequence. just want you to approach Jesus and seeing the book of life in front of Christ with your name at the top of the page and every single person that has hurt you, big or small, on that page. If the person you need to pray for is deceased, know that prayer transcends time and space. And this prayer could have been waiting for them at the moment of their judgment. I want you to see the sacred heart of Jesus burning with mercy, the eyes of Christ full of love and compassion. Let your eyes meet him and say, Lord Jesus, please do not hold these sins against them. Lord, please do not let them incur the fires of hell or even one moment of purgatory over these sins. Lord Jesus, please just tear out these pages and burn them in the fire of your sacred heart. So together we'll pray a simplified version of that prayer. At the invocation, let us pray. We will simply say, Lord Jesus, tear out these pages. Together, let us pray. Lord Jesus, tear tear out out these pages. pages. Moving into the depths of your emotional heart. Together, let us pray. Lord Lord Jesus, tear tear out out these pages. And now from the depths of your soul, together, let us pray. Lord Lord Jesus, tear tear out out these pages. And what has he done? He's torn out those pages, right? You can open your eyes. Here's a beautiful part of what we've just done. In in Matthew chapter 6, our Lord gives us the Lord prayer. and He says, you will only be forgiven to the degree you're willing to forgive another person. And each of us has forgiven everyone in our lives perfectly from the depths of our heart. Therefore, we will be forgiven perfectly. Father, thanks for leading us through this. When you talk about emptying out your anger and your resentment and finding forgiveness that in the Christian life, we're supposed to fill that up with grace. When you talk about that woman who it's as if she just experienced the, the death or the murder. Um, I was reminded about a time when I met the man who led the canonization for St. Juan Diego. His name is Monsignor Eduardo Chavez. He's down at the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And I was at a dinner with him. There's just five of us. And he started talking about Juan Diego And what you described about that woman was exactly the same feeling I had about this man. It's as if he just got done talking with Juan Diego outside and came in to tell us about it. He's been working on canonization and then post-canonization his entire life since like 79. And the grace inside of him was as if he just finished talking to Juan Diego, just the same as how you described the hurt of that woman. And so uh, it's a good feeling when the grace is what's coming out of your countenance and not the yeah. hurt and the anger. Yeah, it's the grace of Christ. You've given us a show I never expected <laughs> to have, Father. I don't even know where to take this other than tell people that Father Ken Dracy is part of the Fathers of Mercy. Their entire focus is going out and giving preaching and confessing yeah. and parish missions, and I'm sure that you can find these folks to be a part of uh, your parish mission. I feel blessed that God joined us on this podcast through his work in you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a privilege to be part of your life. Thank you for letting me be part of this journey. I got nothing funny to say. So with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
how do you miracle. follow that? <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, this, this is the actual miracle. We're all going to sit here in this. Um, now it's, it's hard to put this into words, but um, I know that you've blessed a lot of us and, and exposed a lot of people on this podcast who've never had any conversation like this before. Yeah. So this is what we do. We bait you with humor and then you come in. <laughs> Get wrecked. You're, you're not supposed to spill the beans like that. <laughs> the secret sauce is out. Yeah. yeah. We just had to get past that first, you know, month know. of episodes and now we got you on the hook. So. Yeah, no, no, no. God's mercy is greater than our sins. God's mercy is greater than anything that has ever happened to any one of us. I feel it. Amen. I might, I might go drive around tonight giving hugs to people that don't want them from me right now. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Father. Thank you for making the time for us. Thanks for having me. On behalf me. of all the Beatitudes and everybody out there that is praying for each other um, and was moved by this show, we say God bless you, and we will see you in the Eucharist. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.